You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. And welcome, everyone, to another Poker Broadcast. We are here at episode 13, if you can believe it. And with me, as always, is... Stephen Rabideau. And unfortunately, Arthur could not be here today. So we have, I don't want to say in his place, but we have friend of the cast... Uh, Steve King. Uh, Steve King, you had to delay yourself, you weren't sure? I wasn't sure, no. (laughs) Well, it's always great to have Steve on the podcast with us. So, uh, announcements, I guess first and foremost is make sure you get your Boker Brawl tickets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and it's funny, I've been contacted by uh, lots of different groups. Hey, we've got a team. Hey, we're we're coming. Hey, uh, find find me a mercenary. I did fill a, a, a Merc slot there on a team. And meanwhile, I'm like, okay, but if you could buy a ticket, <laughs> so right, I know yeah. how many teams I have and exactly. I can start planning, that would really be amazing. So please buy your tickets. And because uh, we are getting this question a lot, one more time, the Warfare Weekend Qualifier is a 75-point event. The Big Bounty Brawl is a 100-point event. And the team event is waiting for the WTC committee to make a decision and then we will tell everyone what the point level is and the issue of cast or repeat uh, through a team, and we'll have all that settled for everyone. So as soon as we know, we will get that information out there. All right, anything else for announcements? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anything to announce there, Mr. King? I have nothing to announce. All right, then. Okay, so uh, I don't know if anyone's updated their app. I certainly have. I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about uh, the app, and I got to say, I found out that the same developer... Did this app as did the last one? Really? Yeah, that way I was equally surprised because this app is so much better. It is so much better. And uh, they added a feature where you can tap a question mark, uh, bring up question marks on the cards and tap the question mark and go right to the rule. Mm. And as, as someone who judges frequently, that is stinking amazing. I love that. Um, I love getting the lore. I love getting the, uh, uh, the league. The league looks really cool. Yes. And uh, I plonked down my five bucks. I know not everybody did. I, I just, I don't know. When they do something really good, I feel like it should be called out. Mm-hmm. And I think that app is really just, it, it, it's hitting all the things for me. I know that some folks have uh, some technical issues, right? And uh, Right. Uh, but yeah, so if you are seeing an issue, which maybe by the time this releases, it'll be fixed. But like, for example, mine, every time it starts up, I have to re-download everything. Like it does uh, that 400 megabyte yeah. download or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the developer knows about it. And it right. said like, you know, here's yeah. a potential fix. It's yeah. like a short-term fix that I have not tried. Yeah. And then he's working on it. So. Yeah. It, you know, we continue to suffer from uh, privateer's greatest strength and weakness. They listen to us. <laughs> right. You know. I, I, I was thinking, do I want a mini rant this episode? Do I not want a mini rant this episode? I'm, I'm going to mini rant. I'm getting really... Arthur's not here, so... Uh, well, we someone, someone, someone has to. Yes. Someone should rant. Maybe we'll all rant. <laughs> we this is the most Arthur, Arthur-less episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just... And I know, like, I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm so tired of the people who don't play the game ruining the fun for everybody else. Mm. Like, some... It, it's just... It, I'm so tired of it. This never-ending... Uh, 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 line of complaints. So the unlimited format isn't really unlimited if all the models aren't in there. And it's like, oh, hey, I, I totally agree. The fact that I can't play Games Workshop models within <laughs> is, I mean, it's not, unlimited. it's not unlimited, folks. And I guess the reason I got angry about it was I was talking to somebody else and they play, um, 
I, I, like it was Malifaux or, or, or some, some they other... They wanted to play their Malifaux models. I get it. It's called Unlimited. No, no. That's not what I mean. I mean, they were complaining about the company that, that makes Malifaux. Or maybe it was a, a another another game in the same vein, but it was like, they just canceled out a whole bunch of models. Said, no, you're not using this anymore. No, you're not using that anymore. I got to go rebuy something. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking to myself... All the effort that Privateer has gone into minimizing what you needed to get rid of from your collection, and these people are just, you know, saying, wow, that really stinks, and moving on. I don't know why we don't have the moving on gene in the uh, Privateer com- uh, press community, but it's it's getting really frustrating to me. So, well, I think anyway. the key thing is models. Like, yes. once you, like, I have noticed that the complaints go down when people can actually just play the game. Yes. And, like, when you move away from theoretical discussions to actually putting models on the table, a lot changes. You are correct because we have a delay on models again, and I get why that frustrates everyone. It frustrates me. But what did we get our hands on today at the store? The Mercs. The Mercs. We got Eilish Garrity. We got um, Alexia. Mm -hmm. And Iris. Yes. And I got to say, that new Iris model looks really good. One piece. Yeah. yeah. Single piece model. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Big fan of single piece models. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely agree. So, and, and I started putting paint on my uh, Orgoth finally. Mm-hmm. And what a difference it makes to play it. it, it mm-hmm. You know, when my models aren't painted, they feel like they might as well be cardboard shits with pictures. When I got them painted, I feel a, a greater connection to them. I don't know if anyone else has that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. It's part mm-hmm. of the hobby. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm very, I was, I was very thrilled to get those solos. You know, hopefully production uh, continues and we get more models that yeah would be i can't wait to try them out yeah all right so uh you know one thing we wanted to talk about on the podcast is lore and now we have lore to talk about mm-hmm. they continue the story of what is the caterer ca- caster's name again i just call him the caterer sniper guy the caterer sniper Boreusk guy or boris or something like that um i'm terrible yeah. with the names yeah we're talking about lore yeah, mm-hmm. we can't even get the names right. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's it's our little flair. They continue the story. Uh, I, I gotta say, I, the story didn't go any place unexpected, right? Big, Boris big, cl- yeah, Boris Yuck. Big, big clash of forces. Uh, they lose the city in the massive onslaught from uh, from the Orgoth. They introduce the eighty millimeter models in the fluff, mm. and I thought they did a really good job of that. The uh, you know they they sounded terrifying, and then the the, the oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a retroactive spoiler alert. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. So watch out, folks. <laughs> well, I don't know. If that's much of a spoil. It's not like we don't know. That's these true. Models. We kind of know what's happening. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna certainly talk about what's in that fluff. So if you don't wanna don't wanna know, Skip give us like, a few minutes. Give us like three four minutes, and we'll, we'll be moving on. Uh, but what they did give us this uh, this week was the background pieces for mm-hmm. Signar, for Kador, and for Orgoth. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with my least favorite first, the Orgoth. Of course. But I hate two-dimensional bad guys. I, I, I really do. And and they could have give they could have made them a lot uh, a lot deeper. It's like what, what's the impetus for any Orgoth dude to fight the Orgoth army? Like there's just there doesn't just seem blood crazed madmen. They yeah, love collecting souls. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like there there could be more there. Uh, maybe there will be more in the future, but that's my only complaint. Huh? Did you, uh, Steve? Did you read through uh, the the, the signal yes. fluff, the Kador fluff? Yes. So I, I read through I read through all of them. So the the so the interesting thing to me about Orgoth is that they did like a retcon right at the beginning uh, because initially when the Orgoth were announced, they talked about the idea that that the casters were not like casters were basically like the actual caster was sitting in a in the boat 
and then they would like inhabit an individual that that individual is the one on the tabletop kind of a thing gotcha um and which isn't the case like that that kind of fluff has been has been removed well, they but, moved it to Warcaster. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It was like a thing. Yes. Well, so that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to Warcaster, um, which you wonder which came first, because they've talked about how Warcaster stuff was actually Mark IV stuff originally back when they were starting testing it, and they were like, oh, let me just make, let's a, just new make a new game. New with game. It too. Yeah. All right. Which, uh, that, anyway, we've heard people complain about, like, why didn't they just make a new game? They did. Yeah. They did do that. <laughs> but anyway. So, but now what the lore is, is the spirits that inhabit the people like Horusk and Sabrath and Kishtar I think is an exception um, they are like spirits that have come back from the void yeah because they like mm-hmm. are able to pay enough souls or they barter to they say I will pay enough souls yeah and so they get so that's their motivation is because like if they don't kill enough people if right, they don't they offer get a, enough sacrifices they they're going to go back yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they're they have a mortgage tortured. they got to take care of it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> they've got a mortgage and so like the interesting thing is that the the, the idea is this spirit um, has existed for a long time, lived many lives, and, like, does these things, and the body it's inhabiting is usually a direct descendant of the original guy. So, like, Horusk is, like, Horusk himself, the spirit of Horusk is, like, the great-granddaddy of the person whose body he's actually inhabiting, kind of a thing. Right. Which, I don't know, I just think that was kind of neat. That is kind of neat. But, you know, like, but I compare that to Kador, right? And Kador, Kador's fluff... Uh, the background fluff, I, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know, they, they talk about how, you know, uh, Kator was, was decimated in, 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 in the reaping and like everybody mm-hmm. else. And But then the the Empress for the first time lost power, right? All of a sudden, Kator's power structure was decentralized. All the princes were creating... They're making moves. Yeah, they're making moves and they were kind of... Uh, they were taking the old Winter Guard and um, making them private armies, right? And mm-hmm. then... Uh, uh, and then... And I was reading it. I'm thinking, oh, I know how she's going to handle this. Like she, she's You're not, a student of history. Yeah, she, she's not. She's not a. Masters she's in history. She's right? yes. She's not a negotiator. She's not a. You know. And then it's like a light of night of long knives, right? You just Purchase one night, it. everyone's purged. Where'd you people think this was going to go? What are you kidding? Because you had a lot of winter guard. You thought you were going to be safe. Mm-hmm. So she she purges out all these princes, even guys who are like you know like a, a, a borderline. Like oh, we're not sure about this one. Kill him anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's Let's what she does. Yeah, that's what she does. She formed, uh, you know, a new Winter Guard, the Winter, Winter Core, Core, Winter is Core, the new, right? And answering only to her, right? Is the idea. And uh, Irusk is is dead, dies, right? Just old age and in and, sleep. Yeah, yep. and uh, and off he goes. So they they say goodbye to the old uh, format, the old process. They always had conscripts, but now the new Winter Guard. It's it's a it's a piece of pride. Oh, I'm 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 fighting for the motherland. I'm I'm reporting directly to the empress. I'm not part of this uh, decentralized whatever. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't have my my fealty to this lord or this general. It's the empress. We're all fighting for the empress, and that's you know bolstered the whole ranks and all. And I love that. You know, none of the Orgoth guys are doing that. Mm-hmm. They're they're there because they're they're bloody madmen, and like I said, that's they that's, gotta accumulate. They, souls. they try to do like a, a rivalry kind of thing going on between the casters. Yeah. To, to keep it a little interesting, but it, yeah. it, it feels yeah. very Crixian to me. Yes, yeah, it really does. And the way they flushed out the Crix uh, over time was, you know, you got the motivations to why these guys were 
we're yeah, so we're still early on, so I'm sure they'll get more into that. You know, the, but they but they even had like in Crix there were even the Satixis who were they they got converted by the Dragon Father when he took over the island, right? And all of a sudden they they were bathed in his blood and turned all evil, and mm-hmm. you know suddenly had to wear less clothing and kill all the men in their villages, right? I never understood. I, I never like they don't die. I think they just die. I think no, no, they just kind of die. They, no, they, they, as I recall, they killed them. Mm. Um, and I got to be honest, I never liked I that trope. I never liked... <laughs> now that you're married, you get it. I never liked that trope either. Like, oh, I'm evil. Hand me a sports bra. Mm. Like, oh, I, I'm evil now. This skirt's entirely too long. I need boots that are better for killing the men of my tribe. They need to be up to my thighs. Like, I never got that. The physics of fantasy armor are, are <laughs> extremely proficient and laid out. Yes, right. you know, like you can, you never get hit in a non-covered area. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Well, and look, if we're being honest, I think the privateer press line of models has more female representation not sexualized than any other that I've I've encountered. So I'm not complaining about that. I just mean it's a trope in the in the fluff. You know, but uh, the one thing that I hope they cover at some point, and I hope somebody at Privateer Press is listening, they're because not because the well, maybe they will. We'll the, see. The 13 people who downloaded our last episode, I'm forward sure it to Privateer Press. <laughs> That's a command for me. Yes, sir. Um, the yeah, all listeners, forward it to Privateer Press. So the idea of Warjacks was that originally they built the Colossals and the Colossal, yeah. like huge ones, bigger yes. than the ones that we play on the play, tabletop. Right. And those are the things that were instrumental in defeating the Orgon. Yes. Now, over time, they miniaturized. They got smaller and smaller because it turns out like these, like these, those things had to be controlled by like three people at once mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all kinds of like, it was too unwieldy ultimately. They, so they, they got smaller. They ones. fell over and they couldn't get back up. Yeah. They, and then like the little guys could tabletop them and stuff like that. So, they, they developed the small ones over time in order to... And, and that was just like natural development of the right. weapons. Orgoths show up and they have small ones. Mm. So they had to be like, oh, we figured this out. We're going to get them. They have these huge guys. We're going to trick them with our little ones that are going to be better than their huge colossals. And they show up and they are... Like, they don't have the big guys anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure they show up and they're like, man... I'm sure, I'm sure they had spies. But these were perfect to yeah. destroy the huge colossals. I guess we'll yeah. have to just destroy these little guys, which they do. Oh my goodness! Yeah, those quad bolters. I know. <laughs> they I know. Just yeah, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, before we leave Kador, I also love the part about how uh, the Order of Illumination right teams with the Empress mm-hmm. and purges the Grey Lord Corps. Mm-hmm. Right, because they were getting a little too big for their britches, and they couldn't be trusted anymore. And very few stick around, and and the ones that that couldn't be trusted were either killed or they ran, or they ran and they were killed. They were still right. killed, yeah. Right. <laughs> Didn't get very far. Yeah, so I think that was a really cool part. I I really mm-hmm. liked I liked where Kador went. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I liked that. The uh, the Signar was very interesting. So Cirrus, mm-hmm. you know, there were guys who didn't. They go. fled to space. Yeah, the guys who they did. were like, "This is over. Yeah. We're going to space." The guys <laughs> turns who turns out it's not over. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they uh, just left for nothing. Well, they, they they teamed up with the guys that remained. Teamed up with Signar, right? They they fulfilled mm-hmm. Nemo's uh, grand design, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and created amazing, cha- yeah. yeah, created like, these amazing technologies. Chambers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there was a plague. Yep. Now this, so like the plague is like it's one of those things where it feels a little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> From like. You know, what we've experienced the past few years, especially the part where they were like, things seem to get better, and then they got worse again. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder if that was engineered by the Orgoth. If that's not just a, 
a, a commentary on our own like real life situation because well part of the thing that happened to the Orgoth was like when they fled um like circle cooked up a like rip lung or whatever and sent that with them so that when right. they got back to their homeland they would all get sick and that was part of the defeating the Orgoth. right so i do wonder if there was something there too because they said like it showed up suddenly and then it kind of disappeared right so i wonder if that was part of the invasion plan well and keep in mind there are lots of folks who really want to believe that covid was engineered so maybe uh you go. Know, we'll see the Orgoth did it the Orgoth did it <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, but yeah, so that's what happened to Signar. They were doing super well, and then plague. Yeah. So. Well, and then the uh, the king also Ukraine. the king's old and sickly at this point, right? No, so he got the plague. Oh, he, got, he was he, the, got... he was the son. Of, oh, right, right. The Julius. So he was not old. Julius. Julius got. He was like sick. a teenager. Yeah. When his book was written, which happened, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. Right. Before. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. So he's like, you know, in his thirties probably or something like that. Well, not anymore. Now he's. Uh, no, 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 he he would be now, probably in his thirties. No, I mean, I mean, he's he, they keep, they describe. If I'm not wrong, they describe him as being like death's door. Like he's not long for because him. he's sick. Yeah, he ain't getting better. Well, we'll so, see. We'll but, see. And I think so. One of them had twins. He might have had twins. He had twins. Okay, because yes. I think the empress also had a child. She had a she child. Had Vlad's child, and which, which made uh, she had Vlad's child, which made this child the the most potential in terms of the the most royal in bloodlines right because right. he's got all the umbri blood right. and then all of her empress stuff right. so that's why it's such... political support yeah right and that's what that's what caused a lot of the rumblings is now the the horse lords were kind of like well like our horse lord guy could sit on the throne someday mm-hmm. you know so yeah right. let us know that's when right. he's ready we'll be over here with our winter guard right exactly until we get purged and then they got purged yeah and that's how that went so so yeah the fluff is out there folks and yeah. it's, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm it's really good. It. Yeah, me too. I'm really enjoying it. So for the meat of today's discussion, I wanted to share something that happened last week when I was playing Mr. Rabideau. Uh, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Legacy versus the Prime Armies for Mark IV and where we think they are at this moment. And, uh, you know, just general impressions, etc. So I have been struggling with my Orgoth. Not... not you know, I don't think anyone was really surprised about that. I'm not a great player. I never have been. Briefly, when I was playing Gators in Mark II, I was, uh, but but I've never been a great player. Uh, but I was particularly struggling with my Orgoth. And um, I had a game last week against Steve Rabideau that just kind of opened my mind a little bit to, to, to the game and everything that's happening. And I hate audio battle reports, so I don't really want to go through step by step. But I mm-hmm. want to talk about the main things that happened, mm-hmm. right? So, um one of them was uh, once I realized that my Reavers had both Pathfinder and um, Prey. And, and advanced deployment. And advanced deployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, did that turn that unit up for me a whole heck of a mm-hmm. lot, right? I was uh, I was chewing through stuff and, and um, uh, you know reassigning Prey and just getting a lot of work out of that unit. My Olkers, the Barragers, although I really want those Axers. Mm-hmm. But the, the Barragers, they didn't do anything in terms of removing models, but because they were tough and under Horuskaha's feet, they were super tough. And they just stayed in a really inconvenient place for a very long time and really threatened a, a, a good part of the board. And then just Horuska him, uh, himself uh, attacking, teleporting, uh, blood booning. What's the... the Slam spell strike. strike. Yeah. Is that what it's called? No, Thunder Strike. Yeah, yeah. Thunder Strike. <clears throat> Blood booting Thunder Strike is is mm-hmm. that's powerful, man. And now you might be like me and say, wait a minute, doesn't Blood Boon have a point limit or a, a cost limit? It does not. It does not. It used to. 
It does not, because that's what you said to me first. I don't think you can cast that spell. I'm like, oh, yes, no, 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 I, I can. suggested you cast it. I know. First. I'm teasing. And then, and then afterwards, I was like, wait a minute, did I did I cheat him? Did yeah, it was one cheat? of those games. Uh, Steve Rabbit was one of those opponents that like he was like coaching me through my game against him, and uh, I was getting a lot more a lot more done with his coaching. Also, it, so today you also oh no yeah today you blood moon a thunderstrike and it cost you eight. That's right, because I was under lamentation, but yeah. hey, free, no so, problem. But I've been playing. Um, I've been playing against uh, Prime Signar. I played against uh, Crix was today. Crix was today. Uh, so some uh, I'm forgetting all the stinking Dwarves. faction names. Dwarves, which I've just been getting my head handed to me left and right. And uh, I played against the elves, uh, and I and I won that game because I was able to move Horuskaha, you know, around so he, he just couldn't get him. And then finally, I you know, and he wasn't playing the scenario, so finally mm. I just assassinated his caster right. Steve King, I've played you plenty, and you keep winning those games, which is normal for us. But still, usually I know why I've lost to you. The two times that I played my uh, my list into you, I had no idea why I lost. I just I just knew I was losing. Well, the last time was kind of cheap. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but so I kind of got to this point, and, I, and 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 when I realized how these units were 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 moving and and uh, the things that they could do, and the way I could design my warjacks to. Um, really uh, you know be supporter frontline or whatever I, it, it just kind of came together a little bit right in, in our game mm-hmm. mr Rabideau. and it made me realize that mark IV's design for the prime armies right it, it's efficiency it's it, those armies are efficient they are designed to be efficient uh they're designed to work with the current rule set and the way the current rules uh uh work and there's an efficiency there i was never starved for focus not once mm-hmm. i was never uh I, I don't want to say I felt like my resources were unlimited, but I felt like all my tools were right there. You, you had enough to do what you needed to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were lot. I don't want to say there were lots of options, but I saw options within the des- and this was in the design of the army, and I really appreciated that. And I know that Arthur is not here, and I'm sorry he couldn't be here tonight because he doesn't feel that way when he plays when he plays his dwarves, and today he played his cricks. He feels like he's always struggling. That made me think. Well, wait a second. So the legacy list. They don't inherently have the same level of efficiency. Synergy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but wait a second, there are command cards. Uh, so this really cool spell that that uh, you know this his Crix caster used to cast on and, and on people. Well, now he's just got to take that command card and make sure to play it at the right time to get the extra range because that spell had been cut mm-hmm. down in range. He was he was talking about this with me at one point uh, in the afternoon, or maybe it was even last week. Um, so I wanted to spend some time talking about what we saw as. Legacy list being really able to do and what they're not able to do because it's not as dismal as everyone says, right? I talked about this in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. We went to we were all at Captain Con. We all saw plenty of legacy lists doing very well, mm-hmm. right? Good players are still really good There's players. still more legacy, obviously, than the yeah. factions. Yeah. Yeah. Legacy, legacy armies, I would, I would definitely put them in the contender category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about what we see from legacy armies, what we what we really like first, and then what we don't like after. Yeah, so I think I think you're right, and and we've we've talked about this before. So just to reinforce it, like the idea that efficiency is an advantage that Mark IV has over, or yeah, Mark IV stuff has over legacy stuff. Prime has over legacy, yes, yeah, because they've got you know they have the single model UA that costs one or two points mm-hmm. that does enough things like everything you want it to do. Right versus like the Bane UA who does more, 
like the Bane, the Bane Thrall or whatever they're called, Bane Warrior UA. Right, but he's priced he, for two. He models. does more, but he's two models, so he costs like four or five points or something like that. Or maybe it's four. I don't know. Um, versus my like two point one, so it's like mm-hmm. easy to get everything I want, and you know maybe I don't really care about that other stuff, like you know stuff like that. So like efficiency is key. So I think when you're building Mark, th- Mark, you know legacy lists, you do have to think about that. It's like, well, what is actually efficient here? And what is mm-hmm, what is mm-hmm. a good use of points? Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I build circle lists, I don't really take the um, the Tharn Ravager command attachment. Because he's four points. Mm-hmm. Costs four points. He's one more model. Now, he does give them overtake with his mini feet, which is cool and good. And you can carve your way through like units that way. But you can kind of do that already with the movement rules. And right. units are much smaller now. So. Yeah, units are much smaller now. So, like... Carving through entire units is not that big of a deal currently. You know, maybe you could do more with it, but you know, for another three points, I could, or something, or you know, three or four points, I could just bring a second unit mm-hmm. and have more mm-hmm. mobility. Right. So I think, I think, in terms of yeah, when you're building these lists, you have to think like, is this actually going to be worth its points? And so then, when you're building circle, what do you see yourself leaning more toward taking? Um, you know, th- thinking about this efficiency that you now need to. I don't want to say artificially build in, but to consider something. I don't have to think about the efficiency because it's built into my prime, uh, my prime army for Orgoth. What are, what are you putting in there? So, uh, yeah. So, so you want you want stuff that that can multiply its ability. You know, so something like Ravagers who can buy attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can they can you know clear through infantry. That's all good stuff. Um, and then you have to. Well, so I guess that's the thing with Circle. I don't know that Circle is a good example. So I'm bringing it up okay. just because I know I'm talking about it, but I will be honest, I don't know that it's a good example just okay. because you don't, like you take um, you take the solos and the solos don't really play with the unit. So you take the solo, the Bloodweaver Nightwitch, who has synergy with the other Bloodweavers, you know, giving them killing spree, which is good. Yep. It's not bad. Uh, but that's kind of it in terms of synergy. I guess you can bring like the Tharn Ravager Shaman who gives like, uh, who can give Hunter's Grace, keep things from being knocked down, but he's, you know, he's three points. Thorn Ravager, the Ravager White Mane is four points. So they're not that cheap. And so, so let's say... Is cheap and... Right, so let's say you take... So let's take these two, three solos you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do they add up to another beast? Do they add up to two more units? What do you no. think they are? they add up to a unit, for the, sure. The, the War Beasts, particularly, are, are heavily priced. You know, yeah. they're expensive. Yeah. And the, the lower the points value of that game, the harder it is for... A, you know, mm-hmm. a legacy army to compete against the Mark IV armies. It will right. be very interesting to see what the beasts are pointed in, in the prime beasts come yes. out with, with points-wise. Yeah, we don't really have a good example of that uh, now, yet. Well, it, you know, we'd always talked about in Mark uh, Mark 1, 2, and 3, we always talked about the beasts have to be higher points because they have the opportunity cost with Fury, mm-hmm. whereas there's a risk cost with Focus. But now, as we just the talked opposite, about, yeah. there's this. There's so much more efficiency around, right? Um, maybe the beast, the prime beast, will drop down significantly because mm-hmm. it's it's more. There's more parity, mm-hmm. right, between the two. Or they have as much fury clearing as war machine armies can hand it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So okay, but to get to your actual point of like what what Mark Three armies do we think are are good? Uh, I would I would say that. The stuff that stands out to me is the stuff that was originally designed to be limited. So you've got Convergence, 
you've got Crucible Guard, you've got Grimkin, you've got Infernals. Those are the ones that I think have more efficiency as a baseline. Mm. Because they were always designed to be that They were always designed to be that way. You're right. Yeah, pretty yeah. much all the models, just missing a few. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're exact, exactly. You kind of have your whole army. So, like, whereas, whereas Circle, um, at least the, the Tharn list, we'll see about the next one, is sort of unified by theme, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, it's Tharn stuff. Which mm-hmm. Tharn stuff, like, you know, the casters can offer some support or whatever, but it's... That was never list. meant to be a well-oiled machine in, right. in the way that Convergence was, where it's like, okay, everything is, is all together. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about Convergence, though, because that's, that's more... Well, Mr. King is, is more of a Convergence expert. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd call myself an expert, but I did take you them did, to Captain you, Con. You did did do well at Captain Con with your Convergence. I did not do poorly at Captain Con with the Convergence. Yeah, yeah. Well. we well. We did win the team event. Yeah. Uh, not, no thanks to me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I fell on grenades the entire day, uh, but it worked out for us. And right, then yeah. uh, I did well in Masters because I ended up playing Signar three times in a row. Wukot <laughs> <laughs> uh, has their number. Yes, but, yeah, yes. So that that's a, that's an example of a list that I think has legs in the in the current meta. Certainly. What's your, what's your Lukant list? Wukot was pretty simple. Uh, it, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's going to change. But it was basically him, two units of the heavy infantry with the shields, a mm-hmm. uh, couple couple heavies, mm-hmm. a couple galvanizers, just to uh, and, and what cause did, problems. And what did that list? What was the plan? What's the generally speaking? What's the design of that list? What do you want? Oh, to the do? plan is to run into guns, uh-huh. have them bounce off you, okay, and then anno- tickle everything to death. <laughs> <laughs> I like that phrase. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to do it. It doesn't do a ton of damage, but positive charge, you know, lets you swing things your way. Uh, you're basically trust trying to push them back, and you're going to want to win on scenario, just grind. Okay, so it's a scenario list. Generally, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to assassinate anybody with that right. list. And like you said, with, with Convergence, there is a built-in efficiency slash synergy, right, because it was mm. a limited list, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely missing... A, uh, some significant pieces of the Convergence Arsenal were Theme Force benefits mm-hmm. that those models did not just get when they lost those benefits. Mm-hmm. So things don't quite work the way they used to. Uh, there are some units that took major hits, so they do not work the way they did in Mark III. Uh, so it's definitely adjustment, um, but I think they have a lot of good stuff. Uh, specifically, the Perforators I'm really interested in trying out because mm-hmm. uh, they are rat seven base for some reason okay and if you put the ui you know the attachment in there make right. rat eight because he's got inspiration and then they can re-roll for a turn with oh armor piercing gosh. shots yeah. like they're pretty cool they're hitting stuff yeah uh, yeah that's that's one of the things that definitely needs a look not not in terms of um like balance or anything like that but uh when you're thinking about lists in a legacy mindset you definitely want to look at like okay what rules have changed around these things mm-hmm. that sure like made them worse like losing theme benefits you know that that absolutely has had an impact all over the place but also things that just are kind of randomly better for because of blanket rules changes for yeah. example inspiration so now your sentinels are all mat eight yeah or mat nine with right. virus mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. ua is mat 10 just all the time because, do, like, oh, you have a banner, so now you get plus one to hit. And do, then, we, do we have a ton of high defense uh, armies yet that, like, you know... Uh, well, so so you've got some feats that will add to defense, things like that. All right, that. fair enough. But, but, fair enough. It's most, but it's almost all legacy. I, there's nothing that really in the new stuff that really f- pushes defense hard. Calder, mm-hmm. Calder mm-hmm. will. She, plus three yeah, when she comes out, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly legacy stuff, I would say. Okay. But, yeah, so, like, that kind of thing, though, where it's like, okay, hang on. So these Sentinels have... Now they actually hit super accurately. Like they were pretty good before. Now they're very yeah, good at yeah. hitting things. 
And it's funny that you say that because, you know, the, my other factions that I play, uh, you know, pigs and gators, and they were never officially limited factions, but given the nature that they mm-hmm. were mercenary factions or, or um, what do they call them on the horde sides? They were... Uh, Minions. Minion factions. You don't have to know that anymore, though. Yeah. They, they, they didn't have what a lot of other folks had. There was It was... Uh, it was tough to, to, to I, put together I feel stuff. feel like they still have a rough time of it. Do you? I think so, yeah. I, I do think that... So, like, I played into... Um, my, uh, not Midas. Um, the Admiral guy. The big guy. Bringer of most, most Massive Destruction. Carver. Oh, Carver. Carver. I played into Carver at Captain Con. And he's, I think, one of those examples that... Maybe it's not enough, but he definitely can benefit from things like command cards. Because yes. he spends his whole stack to do mobility and batten down the hatches. Right. Where he uses extra survivability when you play a card on him. Yeah. yeah. Now you can make him stealth when you do that. Because that was always his like historical problem. Is like, those two things are very good. Yep. But it leaves him on nothing. No transfers, no nothing. Yep. So now you do have Valkyries, which exist, so you can have more shield guards. Right. Uh, but also, he could just be stealth that turn. Yeah. And then maybe the next turn he has cover. And then, right. you know, stuff like that. So, right. like, there are interesting little now granted i don't know if that's enough it was not <laughs> although <laughs> although he did not he did not have those cards to play on my on um carver right. in that in that game that we played so like with more you know mark four stuff thought about in that game it might be better you know so i think there's a lot of things like that where you have a caster that historically has like struggled to cast all their spells or can't quite do this thing or if they needed just a little bit more range like you said before seth on like, yeah. on a spell it's like okay you actually have that option now mm. so i almost feel like anyone who's putting a legacy list together needs to look at the the what they feel is the weakness of the army first and then the cam- command card second mm-hmm. um i know the command cards were were designed with prime in mind and certainly they replaced the 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 objectives much better uh, I like the card system much better than I ever liked the things that the objectives gave you. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could have that objective in a place. In the, uh, or just the, wasn't in the game. Yeah. Well, right. certain missions. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like uh, one of the designs of the, the the command cards is also to get back uh, that edge for some mm-hmm. of those legacy armies. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's five cards. Do you need all five to keep your caster alive? Um yeah, maybe if the rest of your army's punching hard enough and doing what you know, mobile enough mm-hmm. and doing what you need it to do. Yeah, uh, I watched certainly the guns of the pigs. I think have, have benefited from the new uh, AOE rules. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're much more effective. That gun board is much more effective. Mm-hmm. So did uh, Bart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a pig boost mm-hmm. to the pirates. You know. Yeah. The yeah. So um, you know, I, I think there's there's some some game there that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, again. It's still very early, right. and and you know we we need to see more people playing more stuff and, and doing stuff. You know, I feel yeah. like this is something I said way back when when we said we're going to have a new edition. And I said one of the things I was excited for was to see what people would do with mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 new rules and how to turn something on that hadn't been turned on before, and it still hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, understandably, right? We're we've all got our new prime toys or some of our new prime toys, and we're we're trying to you know figure out how they work. But I still feel like someone's going to come along with a couple of legacy lists, more than one, a couple of legacy lists, and be like, wow, this does this thing that no one had anticipated between command cards and the way the new rules mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not made the jump into the, the new Mark IV armies yet. I've, I've tried them out a little bit, but I have not actually purchased any, and I've been primarily just building legacy lists right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the stuff is, is pretty impressive. Uh, I think Signar's first army 
Mm-hmm. Made out like bandits in the change. Mm-hmm. They got a. They, What's first army get? Give me a. Is that the trencher army? Trencher yes. army. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a, a bunch of things that just straight got better. Uh, a quick example is the patrol dog. One point solo has the walk noisy special action to remove mm-hmm. stealth. Oh. Uh, what he always had was uh, leadership trencher dodge. He gave dodge to trenchers in his command range, which was three inches. So it almost never came up. Right. Now it's just ten inches. Ten inches. Yep. I'm just mm-hmm. here. You go. Take wow. dodge. Just it's free now. Here's dodge. Yeah, and I mean now it's actually relevant. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's and it's still one point. Yeah. They didn't make more. You know, so they they got a great buff there. Uh, there's just plenty of things that got... I feel like any kind of rule yeah. that gives a unit additional movement mm-hmm. is very very powerful because of the way they've changed the rules on 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 uh, on the units. Yeah. Absolutely. Even reposition three on my Ulkers, uh seems to. It just make them that much more survivable. Puts them in places that I can get uh, an unexpected charge or unexpected target because you mm-hmm. really don't want those guys charging. They're not particularly good. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, I, I get them to places I didn't expect to, and um, yeah, I, and and repo really helps. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to imagine anything that's going to let you do any kind of manu- movement shenanigan with your unit is going to be really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Siege, for instance, you know his feet. Pumps everybody three inches individually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. gives you a lot of options. You oh, know. yeah. He also can, has a desperate pace. He does for trenches, yep. So I guess they're going to hide, and then he's going to feet, and all of a sudden they're in all sorts of places you never thought they were going to get to. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't want. You don't want trenches in your, in your yeah. business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we said that they got a, a, a one-inch buff on their on their rifle, on their yep. bayonet. It's not two inches. They're just base two, which is... Base two. Yep. Big, long spear. I can totally see that. Yeah, so th- th- I think I do think there's a lot of unexplored territory uh, in terms of Mark III stuff, in terms of legacy yes. stuff. Yes. Which I also think will, once we start playing unlimited games, which I believe that like uh, Dave at Portal is very interested in doing unlimited. Yes, games. yes. So yeah. I think like we're probably going to end up having Portal be the unlimited house, yeah, probably Maplewood yeah. will be the prime house, and yeah. we'll just keep going back and forth every month, playing yeah. these unlimited crazy games and then coming back, which I'm excited for because that's going to... Yeah, that's gonna get zany. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I gotta be honest. I really hope that I don't want one format to dominate. I really don't. I, I would love there to be multiple formats that mm-hmm. people, you know, play. I understand something's going to rise to a greater level of prominence, but I don't want it to dominate. Does that make sense the way I said that? It, it does. That's just not how gamers think, unfortunately. I, <laughs> I mean, if you, you look at any game yeah. that does that, you look at Magic. You look, you know, it has alternate formats. You look at, you know, there's. Uh, 40k you'll get you know everybody's looking for the format the points level mm-hmm. they, they just want you know when they go to somewhere they want to know what they're expecting they don't want to have to change things so and what it, if it's I laziness know, really and i generally hate playing the what if game but let's just pretend for a moment what if privateer supported iron gauntlet at different point levels go for it i think it'd be interesting to you, play would that would that give those format formats more more legs would people be more interested in playing them. so i think the one thing about point could levels backfire. yeah the one thing about point <laughs> levels yeah rabbit is being much nicer about it than you are yeah. <laughs> the one the one thing about point levels is uh 75 is 50 is tough for legacy armies yeah 50 is very tough because your efficiencies really your 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 inefficiency you can't even afford solos or really, yeah. yeah it yeah. really shows through Against each other, not a huge deal. Against leg, prime armies, mark four armies, it's not great. Gotcha. 
But, you know, I could see 75 versus 100. It's still kind of the same thing, but it's less bad. Mm-hmm. But I could see it. it's improving there at least. But, uh, I mean, I'm still open to it. I, 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 you know, not to toot our own horn, but I think the Boca Brawl is doing it right in that we have different events at different levels. Yes, I agree. So I agree. I want to talk about, not right now, but, you know, we later can. we'll talk about, I think we should do, this was suggested by Charlie, I think we should do hardcore at the Boca Brawl. We'll do it Saturday night, hardcore, unlimited, and it's just like five minute turns. Come up with the craziest thing you can in Mark IV, unlimited, and just go. Nuts. Well, if you want to do that, you better make that decision in quick and update the ticket. Oh, I will. Because <laughs> you know we're also thinking about doing the uh, the swap meet Saturday night. I want, That's I, true. I want people That's to. True. I don't want people to feel like they can't That's participate. True, stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we'll figure something out. But I he suggested that, and I thought That's, that is also like a perfect. You always idea. do an unofficial, you know. Like a little scramble. Yeah, I mean, how long do people really need to swap? Right? They walk yeah. around, they see, right. you know, like, so we could certainly do both. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. But, yeah, because I think, I think that would be the ideal for something like Unlimited is like, let's lean into the craziness. Yeah. And, and maybe, then, we, you know, not every... And not then we could also event. we could also open that up to the bounty table. And sure. then that, that's more, you know, why the yeah. heck not, right? We, we do still... have to figure out that for uh, the games because there's a lot less things you can do these days in terms of the original stuff that we were thinking so now yeah uh, I, I think one one tier four should be like get your models destroyed by not being able to place them <laughs> <laughs> here's some dice for your trouble sorry about that well i really like your suggestion we're definitely doing this um i know we're a little off topic at the moment but we'll, we'll swing oh, back yeah. don't worry um that if you lose four rounds in a row that, that should qualify you for a tier, tier one tier one Top prize. Tier prize. Sure, I mean so, whatever's left at that point. Yeah, year. but but still, <laughs> right. it, it's, no, because no, that's only one person will do that. Yeah, and <laughs> then and then they drop. They lose the tournament. Yeah, yeah they, they 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 drop down. There's nothing left in one. They can pick something. Of course, two. yeah, they're still a great prize. Yeah, and and I think that I mean that's the the format of the uh, the bounty system. Yeah, has always been one of my favorite aspects of the Boca Well, I thank you. It is it is. Uh, it is my favorite part as well, quite yeah. honestly. You lose games, you still get stuff. Just go over to that table yeah. and you're like, let's see what we got. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, what was it? Not this past year, but the year before, um, when most of our prizing was was uh, we was from the, what were those boxes called? The mystery boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And people were like, yeah, I got this, I got this, I got this. I'm like, oh, what can I tell you, man? <laughs> right. It's hard to provide you know uh, several thousand dollars worth of prizing every year. Sorry. But yeah. it can't have those those crazy ones too i remember one year we had a, a convergence like the the book yes that was signed by most of the privateer staff yeah. yes uh, which which went immediately yeah, the first yeah. guy who got that uh the first guy who went tier one got that well but maybe 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 we'll get some privateer people at the at the uh brawl this year we can have them sign stuff throw it right on the table that would be mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, uh we're gonna try yeah, we, we've made the effort. We'll Remember, see what forward this to <laughs> all listeners. Um, Come and hang out, Privateer Press. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Play but games. I, but I think not. you're right. We can certainly do a hardcore Saturday night. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be great. Not that I would play in it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, oh, it's, pa- it's past your I'll watch time. other people. It's way past your bed. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't talked to Henry yet, but I'm hoping Henry can come and uh, take over Saturday night for us again, so we can go out to dinner and enjoy mm-hmm. something of the uh, of the con. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see where it all goes. All right. So, anything else you guys want to throw in there about uh, about Legacy Armies planning for Legacy? Any oh, kind yeah. of yeah. Okay. So, um, something that we haven't mentioned yet that I that you discussed originally when we were talking about this. Um, Andy, right? Andy Bevenauer. I thought it was Benavor, but it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. 
one of those. Yeah. Send us a send us a recording of your name. Um, <laughs> he plays uh, Menoth. Yes, he does. And I think he has done a great job of adapting to Mark Fool. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's that's the other trick that you can use with this stuff is like I mentioned with the banners where you just kind of look and see okay what sort of like baseline rule changes have just randomly buffed stuff. Uh, what sort of baseline things have also like maybe not a direct buff but now for example his vengers you put positive you get positive charge on them from a warjack and if they've been damaged i think they're pound 19 at that point like yeah Mat nine pound 19 mm-hmm. and still then, blessed. what's that i still blessed they are blessed oh, nice. they don't have rubber lances anymore so they can just poke stuff from two inches away and even if they don't charge mm-hmm. so they can walk you know eight inches and then get those two guys a little bit further ahead and then stab the caster with a couple of mat nine pow 19s yeah i think you have two units of them or something and yeah. then mm-hmm. you get four of those attacks in or more i think uh david had said that as soon as he added the avengers to his list he felt like he was just you know competing better yeah right, at, at uh yeah so yeah. stuff like that and that was a unit you almost never saw in exemplar interdiction in the, in the uh mm-hmm. the theme mm-hmm. list back in mark three right Right, so stuff like that, where like it, it, it's been updated in a way that maybe you haven't thought of before, but now you realize, oh, I can walk and attack pretty much as far as I can charge. Wow. So even though I can't charge you, I can still walk and then poke you. Yeah. And that can, be, that can end games right there. You know, I know we have some uh, traditional heavy hitters coming to the Brawl to play in the team event, but I got to be honest, I would not be surprised if one of those Delaware teams doesn't, uh, doesn't take the event. Mm-hmm. Right, things fall form the right way because there is always a certain amount of luck. That, right. Oh, of course, that, yeah. That that happens when uh, no, in the team. But events. if they if they stack one of their teams, absolutely, they got yeah. they have the talent. I, I think there's the talent there that that, that they'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll have someone to fly with. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. In case in case you missed it, listener, and for some reason didn't listen to past episodes. Yeah, the Boker Brawl is a qualifier for the WTC. Yes. So the winner of the Boker Brawl is going to the WTC. Yes. So yes. if you're thinking, hey, maybe I could. Maybe I could win. You, Find yourself a team. Sign up. Yeah. You could do it. And if you don't got a team, as always, reach out to us. We place Mercs all the time. That's right. Just placed one this past week, so we can place you as well. We'll find you a team. Yes. And then you'll yes. go to the WTC and represent America. <laughs> yes, you great. will. Yes, you will. I uh, do think that's that's genuinely, this is something that you have said many times, Seth, about sort of the excitement of the shakeup with this new edition is the game has changed. And with that change, a lot of players who were highly competitive in the past have sort of said, you know what, I'm going to take a break, which right. is totally fair. Yeah. And that gives a whole new a whole new chance to a new crop of players to rise to the top of this new edition and do something like this. And I'm excited that I think the Boca Brawl is going to be a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, you know, got it, big dreams. Yeah. Come to the Boca Brawl. It's something very interesting. I've been hearing this a lot recently. People putting comments on either Facebook pages or saying something to me directly to the effect of, I'm the only person left in my area playing. Everyone else doesn't want to play right now. They're waiting for the rest of the models to come out. Wh- whatever the reason. Uh, you know, the group's moved on. We're trying something new for a little while. But I really want to play, but there's no one else around who plays. If you reach out just a little bit further, right? So if, if I know that, that um, an hour away there's someone who, who really wants to play, but... Um, uh, they're the only one left in their little group or whatever. Well, they get an invitation. Come on out, play with us, and that that's happened, right? We've had people now joining us at Maplewood that did not previously, mm-hmm. or right, that, or try War Table, right? Or War Table. There's uh, there are ways to to keep playing, 
Not that you shouldn't be playing other things. You absolutely can play other things. Is not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm just saying that that uh, there are enough folks. There are enough folks who who feel like they're the only ones. That there are enough of you that you're not the only ones. Mm. I guess is my point. Yeah. Yeah, I know we're we are a pro war machine podcast. I don't think we're we're not apologetic about that. But no, I will say, if you like to play games with people and nobody's playing war machine, see if you can try one of those games with them. There I mean, you go. It's good to be. It's good to good to be happy. To oh be happy. yeah, look, we're pro war machine, but we've all, we've also been pro fun and pro game, right? Yes, like always right. have. That's like right. I do other things besides war machine. I, I just don't do them at the frequency that I do war machine. Well, we've all played other war games in the past before War Machine was even a thing. That's you know, so. correct. That is correct. There are some war games I will not go back to, uh, but there are some that I will uh, I will still play around and, and, and try. And we, to play we are strictly it. not an anti other game yeah. podcast. So. That's ex- that's exactly what we're saying. All right, so I think we have uh, achieved our goal here of talking about uh, uh, legacy armies into Prime. And uh, is there anything else that's on the top of anyone's mind? Is this spur any conversation? Anything anyone wants to talk about? I mean, I'm just excited for the expansion boxes to come out. Oh, I want them so badly. Mm-hmm. I want my uh, I want my Ul- Ulker Axers in the worst way. Yeah. Um, I want more witches like them to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 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 uh, Olgoth Cavalry, those flying creature thingies. Mm-hmm. They look really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, they they mm-hmm. look really really good. I'm, I'm excited for for those two units. Um, you know, it's like, oh, should I get two of those boxes? And I realized they also come with like the solos. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I don't need to two of those solos. I'm honestly. very happy with one of everything yeah. at this point. I did order actually for you as well because uh, I ordered the alternate sculpts, which I'm very excited that they're doing. Yes, um, for all the guys. So. I'll buy those, but yeah, I'm very happy with like one of everything right now. Yeah, yeah. Instead of trying to like max out FA and stuff like that. So, uh, but but man, one of the storm lances, he's very dramatically posed. Horses mm-hmm. rearing up, lance to the sky. Nice. Please no. I really don't want to have to try and transport that guy. <laughs> or, or, or fix him after he breaks for the third yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. If I can, his lance is going to be pointed out because, yeah. oh no. Might, might need to modify him a bit. Well, yeah. I actually, uh, just to talk to Arthur, he's going to make for me those magnetic boxes that fit mm-hmm. into the to, into the carrying cases. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to magnetize the whole army. I'm, I'm going to stop. I have so much foam. I have so much foam in my house. It doesn't quite fit the models. Mm-hmm. actually causes some breakage if you try to force a model into mm-hmm. a, a foam that it really shouldn't be in. So I'm, I'm, I'm done with foam. I'm going to magnetize from here on out. And what brought that on is that one of the other games that I play, uh, Shadows of Brimstone, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of models. I finally said I'm tired of trying to store all this stuff, and, and I paint everything, right? So you want it not to get scratched up. So I, I bought uh, these big plastic bins, put sheet metal on the bottom, mm-hmm. and then just plunked them right in there. And I'm like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. Well, I'm going to do this with my War Machine model. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I got uh, Arthur taking care of that for me. Um, don't know what he's charging me yet, but I'm sure <laughs> his prices will be reasonable. Um, so not to put you on the spot. Uh, Go for it. But uh, you said you haven't picked up a prime army yet. Not yet. Why? And I'm not. That's not a challenge. That's no, no. a genuine curiosity. Uh, I will challenge you. What's up? Damn, he's challenged me. All right. Uh, no. So <laughs> I, I have um, gamer ADD, as I know many of us suffer from. Yes. Yes. Uh, I can tell you, I own at least eight factions of War Machine models. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was an accident, I'm sure. At least like some of those I didn't, I didn't mean to pick up, but I ended up with them These somehow. Things happen, These things yeah. happen, and before you know it, you're playing another army. Like Mercs was a total accident, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Back in the back in Mark II, you're you're basically playing all mercenaries in your Cato army. You're like, oh, if I just pick up this caster in two tracks, I basically have Mercs. Yeah. And yeah, just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Um. So 
I like a lot of the new stuff. I, I like the Signar, I like the Orgoth, I like the Cator. They all have excellent points to mm-hmm. them. Like they have very cool lists that I've built and I've looked at. Um, nothing super grabbed me right off the, the bat. And I was a little put off by the fact that like it was taking so long to get everything out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Why build this list with half my options? Yeah. I'll wait till if I want to get this army, I'll wait till most of the options are valid me. I can play Legacy in the meantime. Lord knows I have enough models. Yeah. Um, and then I can really take the time to sit down and decide what I want to do. I did proxy out some of the Kator, uh, just to try it out with sure. some of the newer options. It seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I don't know if I'm ready to pull trigger on that. The trolls look amazing. Yeah. I yeah. might I might have to hold out for the trolls. <laughs> right. See that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. I, I was I was definitely gonna get dusk. And then I did see the trolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. I still might do both. Yeah, I'll end up I'll end up with more than my fair share of the new stuff. I am sure I'm just not ready to jump head head in right now. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't trying to do with any kind of uh, you know criticism, but oh no, I'm just being indecisive. Yeah, yeah, and look, we've talked about this before in the cast as well. There are just a ton of people. They're just going to wait till everything's out for the same exact reason you said. What am I going to play this army piecemeal? Little piecemeal, little drips and. It take me three months to yeah. get it, and I, I, mean, yeah. I can't. I can. Build. I'll wait till everything's yeah. there. I can buy everything all at once. I can build it. I can paint it. And I mm. completely get that. So mm. you know, no, no criticism for me on any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I and it is nice. Like I said, one of everything feels pretty good. Yeah, it feels like you can build good lists with just one of everything. The exception yeah. being the jacks. So if you even think you might be interested in a faction, I definitely recommend if they uh, if they are doing like a you know battle box again, which they've done with all the factions so far, you probably want to pick it up because then you'll have more warjacks, yeah, or mm-hmm. more war beasts or whatever. You know, it's funny. We that's were, the only thing that I would I would miss not having three of. I was talking with with King about this at the store today, you know, because he's a Mark One player like I am. And when the game came out, it was big stompy robots and later big stompy beasts and their casters, and all you saw through through two and a half editions were units, 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 troops, troops, mm-hmm. troops, right? Um, and they never seemed to be able to balance the game to make the Warjacks prominent. Mm-hmm. And it seems with Prime that they have finally gotten to some some level of that, right? The the uh, the Jacks, the, the, the way you're able to design them mm-hmm. and, and, and just swap out arms, you don't need a whole new Jack for something... It's, it really makes it worth taking because you don't have these huge units just walking in and getting rid of uh, getting rid of your jack. Mm-hmm. You know, it just really seems to have turned up the I, game. I to think that was the major point: is the scaling back of the units' efficiency, both mm-hmm. mainly their size right. and, they, and the way they're placed. They all have to be close together, so Warjack can take three or four guys out instead mm-hmm. of just hitting one at a time for three turns. Yeah. Um, and the major thing being now that your buffs aren't as amazing because why would I cast Arcane Shield on this one jack? When I had these ten storm guard with, you know, with their mini feet up and this and that, right. and it just you you got way more bang for your buck out of an upkeep on a ten man plus unit than you did on a single model. Now on a five man unit, eh, maybe I do put on the jack, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our jacks have become the force multipliers, mm-hmm. right? That uh, I, I just because they have I more attacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you I can just, build them exactly how your list wants them. Right, and then like I charged a. Uh, I charged a what was it a Slayer? I charged with my unit of um, Reavers, yeah, Reavers, and they killed it in a turn. But it was also its prey, mm-hmm. and I also had the banner, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I had to really stack 
to, to, to make that happen. It was, a, it was a significant commitment of my resource. I didn't just casually run my 10-man unit into something right. and kill, kill a jack and a half. Right, exactly. Right? You, didn't, so, you didn't commit half of a 10-man unit to kill it, and then the other half is waiting to charge again. Right. You do have right. to commit the whole unit. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I Units really, are definitely weaker than they've ever been. Oh, but Based on size, yeah, but the movement is slippery. They're very flexible with the movement. But the recent change or recent clarification to running where you can't run through melee ranges anymore, right. you know, that helps them, or that hurts units in hurts a sense. Them, like yeah. it, it pins them down, especially the idea that like if you are knocked down in melee, you forfeit your movement to stand up, and now you can't leave melee. Right. So that's important. That yeah. helps units get tarred down. So there's a there's a lot of interesting things, in yeah. that sense. Yeah, but I think it's not so much the other way where I wouldn't consider just playing all jacks. Right. You know, I still right. want I'd still want certain you know units. I like I still like the screening aspect of them. They're mm-hmm. still an important part of the game. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. So I, I think it's a like you said it was, it's it's approaching yeah a very good balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think also there I feel like there was a happy accident with Steamroller this year. Now remember, I've been very open about the fact that I loved the idea that they were going to have terrain pieces for objectives. Like it, it mm-hmm. felt more thematic. It felt more like you were playing on a battlefield, and I loved that idea. Right, like a hill being as a yeah, yeah, objective. yeah. Um, but at the same time, what does Steamroller force you to do? You need your units. You need your solos. Mm-hmm. You you know you need to have diversify. This option. Yeah, to, and and I think that that also uh, creates parity on the tabletop. I think it. Um, uh, so the fact they couldn't get this this format out in time allowed us to play prime into uh, a tabletop that requires you to to diversify and have mixed mm-hmm. forces etc. And I hope that then privateer would then say okay so if we're gonna have this hill be an objective well we need it to be scorable by a unit and not by a jack or, or some, something similar right because mm-hmm. i like that aspect of steamroller steam roller as well and i didn't realize how much i liked it until i saw what it did to you know the the, the list design and the list mm-hmm. change so you know we'll see where that all that goes all right so some very good conversation tonight mr king thank you so much Thanks for, for being me. with always a pleasure uh any closing thoughts there mr rabido no i mean i'm still just having fun i feel like that's been my closing thought for a while but I'm having fun alright Storm Legion is fun well until next time this is Seth Cohen saying they say that target prioritization is half the game now I wish they'd tell me what the other half is